0: Absolute delight to be joined on CFB as ever By the Associated Press is Rob Harris Rob covers Premier League football week in, week out And when it comes to football writing He's up there with the very, very best First of all, Rob, how are you?
1: Oh, well, since I come from week in, week out Every week rolls into one, seasons roll into one at the moment Only a few weeks since I was back from the Champions League final
0: Well, that's the thing it's, <laughs> It really is strange in the sense that it's the, the last season has literally just ended And now here we are It's uh, 2021's upon us. And the first club I want to ask you about um, is Leeds United because obviously they are now in the Premier League again, but they are a club who are synonymous with success in the Premier League over the years and and, and the old uh, Division One as well. How do you think they'll settle under Bielsa? Because they do like to play a very high-intensity brand of football, which I think will work in the Premier League. Well, it's a question
1: of how will it work against more established Premier League teams, and will be able to stick to those principles. Will he have Plan Bs, and will he actually revise his way of doing things? It's very hard to imagine if he's you know wanted to go about things through the blueprint as he envisages. And um, obviously, you're always looking for these promoted teams. Do they have the goals in them? And you know they've signed Rodrigo. He's not the most prolific of scorers, but I think that is going to be essential. And also, how, how do they cope with the season we know how demanding uh, Bielsa can be I mean interestingly I did have a chance in recent weeks to sit down with the uh, Leeds owner yes face-to-face rather than on a zoom which is quite unprecedented at the moment um he's um, Andrea uh, Rajasani and there was none of the excessive sort of ambition of the past in terms of going beyond their means for him it's very much about just surviving in the Premier League for two years and then sort of looking beyond that what can be achieved very much about you know banking a couple of years of Premier League money first.
0: Well as you say that's that's the sensible approach I think Leeds have to take and it's refreshing to hear that they are taking that approach compared to the the crazy transfer fees of of years gone by and just staying on that that survival element of the Premier League this season I think a couple of the teams I worry about um, Aston Villa obviously were down there last season Brighton can Graham Potter sustain that And the, the club I want to ask you about Next Rob is Burnley Now I'm, I'm not for one minute saying Burnley, Burnley Will be relegated but I just Feel that Sean Dyche Does an incredible job year in year out But he, he seems to Always have a wee bit of a frustration when it Comes to the club backing him in the transfer market Do you think this could be the season that They are maybe in more danger Of a relegation battle without maybe going down
1: the fact they've only signed basically a third choice goalkeeper hasn't given Sean Dyche the reinforcements perhaps he'd be looking for perhaps amazing to think he is now the longest serving manager in the Premier League and when does it become the moment to seek a new challenge which sort of club would actually come in for him at the moment you know there's always that risk of you know the reputation being hit by some particularly damaging moments but for all the sort of sort of sense of gloom there was maybe at times around him last season the fact they did still finish 10th is pretty impressive for a team that isn't going out and spending heavily and has a very sort of tight budget the question is just how ambitious are you as a club at what point do you go beyond just sort of sticking in the Premier League collecting the cash and securing the future but in many ways by doing so you are safeguarding the uh, the livelihood of the club and the the ability to sort of plan for the uh, the long term and you know I, I think it could be a struggle for them this season uh you know certainly a busy one for Nick Pope and goal.
0: Absolutely and, and in terms of a, a busy season for goalkeepers and defenders I think Crystal Palace could have their work cut out in the sense that after lockdown last season um, they they weren't entirely convincing for me I know they've added a few um, younger players to the squad, which could be exactly what they need to freshen things up. But you just feel that Zaha, this is going to be the summer that he goes. Um, he, he's not been shy about telling telling the supporters and the press that's what he wants to do. I just worry about them if if the signings like Eze don't settle, that they could be in for a long, tough season as well.
1: You wonder if uh, has Zaha missed his moment to get the move. you know, Obviously, Pat Palace was so desperate to keep him. And perhaps in terms of a fee that Palace would want for him, will clubs be willing to pay that now? Do they see him necessarily as that um, big star worth paying the, you know, the huge amounts for? I mean, when we saw him go to Manchester United and return, it was a bit of a chastening moment. But he did recover his um, standing. And you know, he thought at one stage he could get a move to a big club again. Obviously, Spurs were in for him for quite a time. And... Yeah, clubs are obviously being a lot more cautious now with how they do invest the money obviously a boost for Roy Hodgson is the fact he does have Batshuayi back in on loan from Chelsea but um, you know haven't now been able to um, break into the top half for five years so it's um, you know quite a, uh, a challenge obviously Roy Hodgson still there now the, the you know the oldest manager in the, the Premier League showing no sign of wanting to head into retirement in his seventies. And you know it's it's another club you look at actually what would what what is their ambition and you know they do have ownership that often looking to bring in fresh investment potentially do they stay at the club. And so you know while they are established I think those final weeks of the season after lockdown do create those questions over over you know their um their ability to, to push up this season as well.
0: One last team who I, I worry about also this season, and I think they could be in a battle down the bottom, or at the very least lower lower than, than, than the mid-table anyway, is, is West Ham United. It's, it's a club that, since they've moved to the Olympic Stadium, it's really, as you know more than, more than I do, Rob, that it's really split the fan base in many ways. I think David Moyes coming back to the club was... Something that I think fans accepted, but reluctantly, very reluctantly accepted. And now you're looking at them this summer and, and again, they're another club, as, as we've echoed with Palace already. What's the ambition at West Ham? I mean, they've let one of their best prospects join West Brom and Diagana as well.
1: And the fact that Martin Noble as captain spoke out about it, it just really showed the discontent and his own determination to... Ensure the fans do know that he's unhappy with the situation. David Moyes was not a popular uh, recruit, you know, when he was brought back. And, you know, the question is, is he the long-term manager who can really provide some stability and ambition? Because, you know, the club talks about the status, having the big stadium, 60,000 seats, and there's been uh, some refreshing of the configuration. So... The seats aren't as far away from the pitch now. There's just no fans to actually um, sit in them. And they think of themselves as a big club in terms of size of stadium and and their standing. But they're just not achieving anything at the moment in terms of um, standing out. And perhaps they're seeing clubs that they would view as below them in terms of status. You know, far exceeding what they are managing to. Whether you're looking at Sheffield United um, last season... And even Wolves, have managed they, the way they have managed to um, you know, establish themselves in the top half of the European run last season, although the fact it's uh, you know, forged on so many links to Jorge Mendes and uh, the Portuguese connections is uh, another matter. And probably, probably disappointing for West Ham, I, last time I was actually there at the Olympic Stadium was that big win over uh, Chelsea in, um, I forget if it was June or July now, past of the, the restart moment. and. You know, one of those big moments for them it would be great to have the fans in perhaps be a moment to lift the atmosphere and lift the mood but of course empty stadium still that's how it uh, resumes again and probably helps West Ham actually to to help to quell some of that uh, simmering uh, dis- discontent amongst the fan
0: base. I, I agree with that Rob absolutely and it'll be interesting to see how they start and maybe just maybe having no fans to, to start will help them because the pressure that maybe would be put under them by a, a full house who are a bit frustrated won't be there when they're watching at home. Into the top half, I've got to ask you about Tottenham Hotspur. Josie Mourinho, he's added Hoybier, who I think is a good signing. He's added Doherty, who I think is a good signing. He said that he wants a striker to come in as well. Personally, I thought Callum Wilson would be tailor-made for 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 Tottenham. Um, I know he's went to Newcastle, and, and and all the best to him. But how do you see Tottenham and Josie? settling this season with a full pre-season of Jose under their belt?
1: Well, it's that long-term struggle to actually find a decent backup to Harry Kane, and we do see he does have these injury layoffs during seasons that do suddenly create this alarm around Spurs, the fact there is this sudden fear about the goals drying up, and they were one of the teams helped most by the 100-day shutdown, the fact not only Kane returned by mid-June, but also Sonica Min as well. The problem is they did celebrate that um final day securing of um sixth place to qualify for the champions league the problem was of course arsenal went on and won the fa cup so now they're stuck with potentially two europa league qualifiers away in europe now this month it's absolutely crowded uh, congested couple of months and you can see jose mourinho already grumbling about um the workload on his players and that you know the early uh, struggles for them and spurs are one of those clubs that have spoken about the financial impact of the pandemic and the loss of fans from the stadium particularly the loss of the um the corporate hospitality which uh, is helping to produce the revenue to pay off the uh, vast debt for building this new stadium which um, Tottenham had only been in, of course, a year by the time football shut down and fans were shut out of stadiums as well. And you know, the fact is he hasn't managed to necessarily um bring in the attacking uh, backup that that you know he, he does need. And we saw just how a riot can go with those results in the restart period, the nil-nil at Bournemouth and the um you know setback at Sheffield United. As well, um, obviously, many people have been enjoying all or nothing and seeing the um, struggles of Spurs exposed fully in there—the um, swearing, the anim- you know, the annoyance, the frustration at things not going uh, well at all—without um, giving any uh, too many spoilers away for anyone who doesn't quite reach the end of the series yet. But you do see champagne being drunk in the final episode, although perhaps it wasn't that much to celebrate.
0: I'm going to be interested to see that final episode Rob I have to say Um, We've talked about Wolves briefly I want to talk to you about two clubs that are very ambitious In terms of trying to break into that so-called Big Six And those clubs are Everton and and Leicester First of all with Everton they've got Carlo Ancelotti Box office manager, incredible pedigree in football He's added one of his trusted lieutenants in James Rodriguez Are you excited by the prospect of watching James in the Premier League as a journalist?
1: I'm excited by the uh, narrative of him joining such a big signing, but it also reminds us of perhaps how far he's fallen. Would he be joining Everton if he was still the same hammers that uh, Real Madrid decided to sign in uh, 2014? Um, I was actually there in the uh, stadium in Rio when he scored that wonder goal um, um, you know, against Uruguay, uh, a moment that really lit up the, uh, the stadium. And uh, you know, I think we thought then, wow, this is a global superstar on the uh, on the rise and getting that big move, which just never really worked out. So, um, you know, Ancelotti was Real Madrid manager at the time. He um, was gone soon afterwards. Then, obviously, got the move to Bayern when uh, uh, Ancelotti was there. And now you, you, know, you see the, the excitement that he's got in terms of uh, joining the club. And you, know, you do look at it maybe almost like a Pogba to United signing. Now, we all think of United, of course, being a mega club. But actually, when Pogba joined, it was almost like he you know, was somehow bigger than the club in, in, in some regards. You know, social media as well. Certainly, we get that with Hammers at uh, Everton. He's got... Far greater following uh, on the social media platforms than the club itself, and they've already put—I think—I've seen advertising in Times Square on the electronic board. So certainly, he's uh, someone to raise the status of the club. He just has to start, um, you know, d- delivering uh, on the pitch as well. What dynamism can he can he add into the, uh, you know, into the midfield? Can he actually get them pushing higher at the table? We, but let's give credit to Ancelotti. You know, when he did join last year you know they were better you know they were in a relegation scrap and then to, to climb up to 12 meant you know there was a certain calmness towards the end of the season that we didn't uh, see earlier on.
0: It definitely will be interesting to, to, to see Everton this season and the progression based on the signings. The next side that I mentioned there of course is Leicester now obviously as you know Rob I, I'm based in Scotland um, I watched Brendan Rogers at Celtic, he was very impressive especially in that first season with the, the Invincible season However, towards the end of his time at Celtic he was getting very frustrated with a lack of business and, and statement signings that he felt could take the club on to the next level He's been asked if he thinks Leicester can compete for the top four with their current squad And he very emphatically said no, not at this stage, I need more and I've told the club that is this a potential season that Leicester could slide down the table ever so slightly? I
1: mean, you can't see them mounting another top four challenge again. I was there on the final day of the season in July when they uh, lost to United and uh, obviously missed out on making the Champions League. What, it, was, it was a collapse, monumental collapse. They'd been uh, in the top four for most of the season and then to throw it all away in those final weeks was just incredible. You know, yes injuries counting against them and, um, you know, perhaps not having the depth in the squad he, he would hope for. But, uh, but I wonder if some of the players started to, you know, get complacent, almost think it was already wrapped up because certainly when we had lockdown in March, one won the circumstances after the any restart it seemed to be, well, Leicester will... Be in the Champions League again, and suddenly, when the club misses out on, on that, means that they've missed out on the vast windfall, which would have uh, changed the, the, the you know the, the financial firepower that uh, Rodgers would have to spend. In in the end, he sees obviously Chilwell going to Chelsea, which you know you can understand if he's you know now able to, to play in the Champions League, and obviously it affects the caliber of players that uh, Leicester uh, can sign. I mean, so much was reliant on Jamie Vardy. Um, being as prolific as he was last season, you know, the, you know, we, we just have to, you know, wonder how long he can uh, keep up such a strong scoring run for. He is um, yeah, 32 now, 33 in fact, and uh, you know, last season defied his age, and uh, I think you know, we'd be delighted to see him continue in that form, and uh, perhaps even are missing him in, uh, in the Nations League as well. Obviously retired from international duty.
0: Arsenal are a club that interests, I think, everyone and seeing what Arteta can do. Um, Obviously, winning the FA Cup was a real big moment for him. He's now been given the title of manager rather than head coach. So, they'll interest me this season. But just before I let you go, Rob, I want to focus on last season's top four. First first of all, in Chelsea, they've made an array of very impressive signings on paper. But at the same time, is there a worry at all from you that they'll take time to settle and it won't be as as gelled, as, as as fluid as, as you'd expect, or maybe a football manager if you sign all those players in one go?
1: Yeah, and a big challenge for Frank Lampard in managing the expectations of the players. You know, they can't all play in the same team, there's attacking, uh, attacking options, so it has to keep them content. Obviously, it helps being in the Champions League and having the all the competitions Um, to to naturally juggle but I think Frank Lampard is trying to uh, quell any excitement or expectation particularly instantly in the opening weeks the problem is when you've spent uh, 200 million pounds so the club is going to want results on the pitch pretty quickly and this is about more than just scraping into the top four this is about actually challenging Liverpool and City For the title, because he's certainly been backed by the club after they um, were hampered last season by the transfer ban. Now, you know he really is um, able to have this sort of the additional resources perhaps he um, he, you know he lacked last season at times. But those concerns obviously were uh, at the back. He does have Chilwell. He's got Thiago Silva, who is getting on a fair bit, but he perhaps provides that experience that was lacking at times when we saw things like the defeat at West Ham. But of course. You know, one of the big unresolved issues is still um, with Kepa in goal and uh, how he deals with that situation and uh, how potentially they find a buyer for uh, one of their biggest earners who just isn't performing and uh, more so can be a potential liability at times.
0: To, to go from Chelsea to Manchester United, United have kept all their their top talents. They've added uh, Donny van der Beek. Obviously, they're looking to add more. Jaden Sancho's saga has sort of rumbled on for a period. It looks as if it's getting closer. Do you think if United can add Sancho and another defender that they could challenge um, City and Liverpool in any way? Or do you think, really, they're looking to be third or fourth this season?
1: Of course, so much will come down to how many penalties they get again this season. (laughs) Which The team, obviously, last year, just always there, uh, getting uh, the good fortune. Uh, Obviously, we're going to have VAR implemented in a different way this season, how that will affect United. We're going to see the the referees going over to the uh, review area, as they call it, far more to actually check the replays uh, for themselves. Uh, Also, encroachment being uh, more closely studied on penalties. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Bruno Fernandes signing was the... um, the thing that really transformed the season—it uh, it wasn't it just absolutely uh, incredible impact he made. Uh, settled in immediately in the Premier League, so I think everyone's going to be expecting him to be as uh, impactful and dynamic straight away from the off um, this season. When uh, when the, you know when they finally do do get underway, that Sancho signing has been the ongoing saga of the summer, and uh, United were one of the clubs early on to sort of speak out and say, look things have changed because of the pandemic. You know, there aren't going to be hundreds of million plus spent on a player uh, by them at least and the, the the problem for them is the fact that Dortmund are pretty determined to try to uh, to hold on to Sancho so they only want to sell for the, uh, the right price and a high price um, as well and of course, you know, they also have um, the ongoing Pogba situation they certainly don't want to be dealing with more unsettled talk again around him and um, this, you know, it needs him to be, uh, you know, hopefully have his agent being far quieter and not sort of agitating because uh, it seems, for the moment at least, that uh, Pop will be remaining a, uh, a United uh, player. And then obviously we'll look to the um, some, you know, revelations of last season, like Mason Greenwood to, to continue to um, have the impact that, um, you know, he managed to have as well uh, last season.
0: Absolutely, and, and as you've said there, with Chelsea's new signings, with United keeping their their star names um, and having the likes of Greenwood coming through, it'll be interesting to see how those two clubs in, in particular get on this season, if they can get closer to the big two. But to, to finish on the big two, Rob, just before but you go, last sort of question. City and Liverpool, many expect to be the, the teams going for the title. Do you think that City have what it takes to regain the title? Or ultimately, do you think, with Liverpool retaining the core of their uh, incredible starting eleven that, that they go into this season as favourites? We obviously saw
1: this frailties with Liverpool in the final weeks of the season. It's hard to weigh that up necessarily against the fact that they'd already wrapped up the title. Everything was sealed with a month to go. So it does obviously change the mindset. They lost the community shield to Arsenal, but... Community Shield hasn't really offered much of an indication in recent years of uh, the ability for teams to, to, you know, to challenge, obviously, Arsenal have won it as well and they're no closer to lifting the Premier League trophy again. You you, you know, I think Liverpool are fascinating, actually. You can imagine them actually potentially dropping more points than we imagine in those opening weeks of the season. And, um, you know, that could be interesting to see how Klopp manages that. Um, As for City, the, the hunger and determination of surrendering the trophy by so many points 18 should be the thing that really spurs them on The fact they've managed to add Nathan Acker gives that extra defensive option and um, Ferran Torres as well as an addition obviously big issue last season was the sense they still hadn't replaced that commanding um, impact that um, Vincent Company had and did we expect to see Lionel Messi lining up in a city shirt by now well you know that's not going to happen at all and uh, You know, that um, denies us really one of the big exciting moments that we'd expect to see. I think a lot of people were really starting to uh, think we'd be seeing seeing Lionel Messi week in, week out. So uh, something for Pep Guardiola to deal with. And remember, it's Guardiola's last season of his current contract. So this is going to be something constantly talked about until he signs up, if he signs up, just what... uh, you know, he is prepared to do to stick around. Is he prepared to stay for the long term as well? And how much of that will be based on just where City are in terms of the um, challenge in the early part of the season? I think obviously the big thing for City is the fact they are in the Champions League this season. At one point, of course, they were banned. It looks like they'd be missing out this and so next year. They overturn that, but um, I mean, I was in the stadium in Lisbon when they uh, collapsed to Leon, and that was a real um, blow for the club. I mean. The way they were conceding just showed actually the slackness in the side that really has to be tightened up, particularly uh, at the back if they are to uh, challenge the title again. And of course, it's Europe where really they need to prove themselves, particularly now even more so after that uh, um, defeat to uh, Leon, and not even reaching the uh, semi-finals.
0: So like, it's, it's, a, it's a season that's going to be exciting, as you've said there, for so many reasons. As we speak right now, Rob, on the, on the dawn of the new season, I back City to win the league because I think the, the gap of 18 points will have hurt Guardiola. Every top manager has an ego um, and I think that would have bruised his certainly last season along with the, the Champions League campaign. As we speak at the moment, who would you be favouring for the title this year?
1: I think yeah, gives City more of a chance than Liverpool to uh, win the title this year. But I would expect them to see Chelsea in a three-way challenge uh, be absolutely a big disappointment for Chelsea if they're not um, up there after all the spending. And uh, it would start to raise doubts over Lampard's future um, if uh, he doesn't so. But not to end on a negative point. Uh, uh, you know he's, he's now got the resources at his disposal. so interesting to see how he actually challenges and also how Liverpool do... Um, push on and uh, maintain that hunger to uh, try to defend the title. So uh, it's not another 30 years we're waiting.
0: Well, as you say, it's it's going to be exciting because it's just great to have the football back. Hopefully fans can return when it's safe to do so as well. But thanks again for joining me, Rob. And just before you go, how can we follow you on social media and check out your work throughout this exciting and unpredictable season to come?
1: All the various platforms, uh, at Rob Harris on Twitter, Rob Harris picks with an X on uh, Instagram. If Rob Harris wants to give up his name, that'd be great. And on Facebook, uh, Rob Harris reports, um, uh, and it's the same on TikTok as well. Then that covers most of
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, Rob. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, and all the best for the season ahead. Great to chat as always, and uh, enjoy the football. So we'll dive down to the ocean, and we'll make our home in a deep sea cave, and our shells will all be open. They'll be filled with song, they'll be filled with song We'll dive down to the ocean I will make her home in a deep sea cave And our shells will all be open They'll be filled with song, they'll be filled with song